Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech Erevin, beginning the third parak with Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Beis, and we're moving into the world of Erev Tchumen. What's the Erev Tchum? So a person is not allowed to walk more than two thousand amos in in every direction from his home. So north, west, east, east, and south can't walk more than two thousand amos, roughly three and a half to four thousand feet. What if a person needs to go? 3,000 feet from their house northwards. So what they're able to do is create an Erev Tchum. What an Erev Tchum is, is that they take some sort of food and they'll bring it to the 2,000 mar- 2, Amos north of their home and they'll put the food there and say, this is my Erev. And by doing so, by using food, what they're really saying is, this food is symbolic and symbolizing that I'm moving my domain, my dwelling place, to over here. This is my new dwelling place for Shabbos. Although I may be sleeping in my house, but this is going to be my primary dwelling place, which therefore, if this is my primary dwelling place, I've shifted, again, my, my point of reference of the 2,000 Amos, 2,000 Amos north, which means what? Which means that I'm no, now I'm no longer allowed to go even an Amma south of my house, but I'm able to walk from my house 4,000 Amas north. Because again, if, I, if the primary dwelling place is now considered where that food is, which is 2,000 Amas north of my house, so then I can go to that to that food, and then 2,000 Amas north of it, 2,000 Amas west, south, or east of it. But I can't go any even an Amma beyond my house southwards because that's that's considered the edge of my Tchum. So basically, again, Erev Tchum is by taking food, saying my, taking this food, saying this is going to be, my, quote, unquote, my meal, I'm placing it wherever I'm going to place it. That's now the new reference point for how we determine 2,000 Amos. And it's from there I can walk 2,000 Amos. So what our mission is now going to going to discuss is how exactly or what exactly can be used for this food. Says our mission, with anything, with any you can any sort of food you can use for uh, Erev or Ashit Vamavos, which we'll discuss more uh, in the uh, coming Mishnos. Chutzman Amayim or Melech. You're not allowed to use water or salt. I can't take salt and a cup of water. Put it there. Why? Because we assume salt and water provide no nourishment, so they're not actually food. Similarly, if you have the Meiser Shani money, which we discussed a lot when we learned uh, Zrayim, money which you uh, you have food, it's Meiser Shani, and because you can't bring it to Yerushalayim on time, you redeem that food for money, you bring that money to Yerushalayim, and in Yerushalayim itself, you redeem that for food, you're not allowed to buy salt or water, because that does not re- meet the requirement of the Meiser Shani. Additionally, one who takes a vow, one who says, I am not having any nourishment, they allow to have water and salt, because again, they provide no nourishment. The point being, water and salt are not considered food for these purposes. Now, what's going to happen is as follows. Our mission is going to try to determine what if you have a food that's permitted to some people, not permitted to others, such as Mariva Lazbiyayin. Our mission says a Nazir, in fact, is allowed to use wine for his Erev. Why? A Nazir is totally prohibited from drinking wine. The answer is, yeah, he can't drink wine, but someone else in his house can drink wine. And therefore, and therefore, because someone else in his house is allowed to drink wine, so... So we assume that um, that that it's considered a, a bona fide good eruv. Uli Yisrael with truma. Additionally, a Yisrael again, a, a non-Kohen who's not allowed to eat truma, they're allowed to make the eruv with truma because they can give it to a Kohen. Simple Omer Bechulam. It's similar comes along and says, no, 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 no. You can only make an eruv with something you yourself can actually eat. So he disagrees with them. What if you make an Erev Tchum, but you place it in a base of Pras? A base of Pras is an area where it's suspected it might contain human remains. And therefore, Kohen is not technically supposed to go in there, but we say a Kohen is allowed to make it in there because if the Kohen is careful, he can walk in the base of Pras so long as he's very careful and looking where he's walking so he doesn't walk on any bones. Therefore, he can make his Erev Tchum in the base of Pras. 
He can even place it in a cemetery. What do you mean? A coin can't go in a cemetery? And the answer is, yeah. There's a way in which a coin can go in the cemetery. If you create the right petitions, he goes in a box, he goes into some sort of container that blocks Tuma, so then he can actually, he can, he can, he's able to go, he's technically able to get into the cemetery, and therefore he can make his Erev there as well. Mishnah is continuing this. You can make an Erev with Demai because poor people can eat it. So if you have Maisa Rishon, the Trumu has been separated, so anyone's allowed to eat that. Or Maisa Shani, or other food that was consecrated, but then it was redeemed. And a Kohen's allowed to make it with Chala or Truma. And I, I would add the Tanakama of the previous Mishnah would say anyone can really make it with Chala or Truma because they can always give it to a Kohen. You're not allowed to make an Erev of Tevel because once Shabbos begins, you're not allowed to separate the, the appropriate Trumas and Maestros from Tevel. Again, so you can't make it either from Maestro if you didn't take the Truma off it. If you're not in Yerushalayim and you have Maestro Shani or consecrated food, Hektish food, you're not, it can't be redeemed, and therefore you're not allowed to make your Erev with those. You don't have to yourself go all the way to the edge of the tchum, the boundary, to place the Erev there. You can send someone else to do so. But you can't send a cheresh shot or cut on someone who is a, who is a cheresh, they're, they're a deaf mute, a deranged person or a minor, uh, because we're cons- because they don't have the they don't have the uh, ability to to create an Erev. They don't have the they don't have the ability to have the intent to create an Erev. Um, but also, beyond Misha in Moda Erev. You're not allowed to send it with someone who doesn't believe in Erevin, someone who's a heretic, someone who's not Bikores, someone in, in those days, in times of the Mishnah, there were those who, the, uh, for example, the, 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 Kus, the Kusim, who, di, who disagreed with the principle of Erevin, so you're not allowed to send Erev uh, Tchum uh, with them to create the Erev because we're not, we don't trust them that they're going to go ahead and follow through. So and if you do so, Erev, it's not considered a valid Erev. But if you tell someone else who is a qualified person to please accept this Erev, so then he's the one who's going to turn it into a valid Erev, and then you can do so. I wish you all a wonderful day.